welcome to the Docs of Dialogue. This is a podcast about living life on mission for the glory of God. We have the Cove Takeover Part 3. We, your hosts are back. Your favorite hosts are back. Yes, We've got I'm Amanda. here with the beautiful Amanda. <laughs> we are excited to be back for, for Part 3. We're going to be talking about the F word. <laughs> hitting, hitting that hard today, just basically what it means to be a Christian woman in a modern world, yes. and what what it looks like for feminism for Christians. Right, and if the audio sounds a little weird, we're in our new office here at yes. Hudson Yes, they've been gracious enough to let us move in. We've got this awesome, awesome office. But as we touch into feminism, I feel like it's important to give a little bit of a backdrop, a little bit of history. Mm-hmm. With feminism, with the first wave starting in the mid-1800s, just with the women's suffrage movement, which was a decades-long fight to win the right to vote for women in the U.S. Which was good feminism, yes. right? That good was, feminism, yes. right? Equal, but different, but we should have a voice, which is, again, what the Bible says. Yeah, biblical. <clears throat> biblical. We have the second wave that happened around the mid-1900s, mm-hmm. where... Betty Friedan published The Feminine Mystique, which argued and challenged the feminine gender roles of being a wife and being a mother. And with over 3 million copies sold, it launched the second wave of feminism, which really pushed against women being just wives or just Mm -hmm. mothers and going Mm -hmm. into the workforce and, and making their own income. And I'm not hating on that at all. Here. We have two different types. We have right. a working wife, and yes. then I, I work a little bit, but I mostly stay at home. So yes. we've got both in the room. So with the second wave, we see the Equal Pay Act, mm-hmm. which, again, it's not equal, but different. Mm-hmm. So, again, not everything out of the waves of feminism is necessarily bad, but we do see with the second wave the rise of sexual promiscuity mm-hmm. and reproductive freedoms, quote, unquote, right? So Roe v. Wade happened yeah. during the second wave. This is kind of what they called the women's liberation. And then... Bra burning. Bra burning <laughs> on street corners. Um, we see with the third wave that happened in the mid... The early to mid-1990s, mm-hmm. which was, again, I feel like it was pretty good. It was a battle against sexual harassment in the mm-hmm. workplace. Which, because uh, women entered the workplace, therefore right. we have sexual HR only exists because <laughs> women enter the workforce. Yep, yep, there you I'm go. kidding. Um, but we, so again, this is where we see there's some good things. Mm-hmm. I'm not here to bash every wave of feminism. We do see that we need to be adaptive a little bit mm-hmm. with the fact that, yes, we are equal, mm-hmm. just different. And so saying that we want to stop sexual harassment in the workplace again it goes both ways right we talked about this in previous podcasts where it's not just men who can sexually harass a woman a woman can do it as well but with the third wave we do see the sexual revolution Mm -hmm. again further pushes of promiscuity furthering that agenda that Mm -hmm. take back your sexuality and driving that home as far as i'm going to take back my sexuality by giving away my body to sexual any man. freedom right in the sexual is what mm-hmm, they call quote it quote in quote freedom yes it's exactly. really not free the world's version of sexual freedom um and currently we're in the fourth wave which mm-hmm. just focuses more 
again on the third wave just takes it into the social media front because right we really didn't have social media until post 2010 really when it was like getting really hyped up really Mm -hmm. high there's multiple platforms Mm -hmm. not just myspace where you're like yes posting little yes little music clips and glitter Uh uh-huh do coding we just knew how to code (laughs) for some reason randomly on myspace yeah yes that is that is not at all what we do now. I mean, I don't know how to code at all now. And there's listeners listening that have no idea what we did with MySpace or really what yes. that was. They're like, what is MySpace? That hurts me physically. <laughs> <laughs> Stick with us, Gen Z. Yeah, Stick with exactly, us, please. Exactly. We're the older millennials. <laughs> but we're still in the fourth wave of feminism, and uh, we're hearing more often, right, the ideals from all of the waves still that are just being echoed, pushed further, Mm -hmm. pushing the envelope further, just like we saw with the second wave of this sexual, uh, what was it? Liberation Mm -hmm. is the word that they Mm -hmm. used to they're liberated. Now they're going to exploit that quote unquote freedom. Right. Think of of like OnlyFans, right? So that's a big thing now. And that's, I have the right worker. I have the right to do that. So what feminists Feminisms are insane, you know. Mm-hmm. I have the right to sell my body and make money. That's that right. gives me power. It's empowering, you know. It's empowering to me. Mm-hmm. And and how dare you? I'm doing this as like creative content. Yeah. And it's like how dare you sexualize my body? And I'm, it's kind of like, well, you're sexualizing yourself. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. But that is what you're hearing. Like feminism is empowering, and we should overthrow the patriarchy and that gender norms for women are so antiquated and the Bible is just there to keep women down Mm -hmm. and keep women subjected under a man's foot. And we have to continue to liberate women from these ideologies where in fact, conservative beliefs are holding true to the fact that we are equal Mm -hmm. and we, we hold value, right? Because we are all made in the image of God. We see that with with Genesis, right? If we go to the very very beginning, mm-hmm. God created light, made day and night. He created the heavens, day two. Day three, made the land and the seas. Day four, he created seasons, the moon, the stars. Day five, he created creatures of the sea and the air. And day six, he created the beasts of the field. Adam and Eve and in Genesis 2 we get more detail about how that day plays out where he speaks to Adam giving him the task to name all the animals and seeking to find him a fit helper Mm -hmm. after all of the animals were named not a good helper was found so God created Eve now this doesn't mean that women are an afterthought to God it doesn't mean that they are second in that um as far as like a vague inkling of, well, there's nothing here. Let's maybe try again. Right. That's not, that's not what God did because you think about God, the creator, he is extremely thoughtful. He's extremely creator. He makes interesting things and nothing is made by mistake. Everything has full intention is well thought out because Mm -hmm. that is who God is. And if you look at the Hebrew word for helper in Genesis, you see that it's used to mean, assistant, aid, even deliverer. Mm -hmm. There's a version of helper that is used and referenced 
for God, mm-hmm. right? So I'm not saying that women here are saviors. Right, right, right. As far as deliverer. But it's a lesser version of that. Right. Where we come to the aid of man, mm-hmm. that if a man is in need, he needs a helper. Mm-hmm. And God didn't make us to be these passive beings. Mm-hmm. We have a part to play. We're not second best. We right. were just, like you said, an afterthought. I mean, to me, it's empowering to think that God made everything that he made, every beast in the field, everything. And he thought, you know what? There's still nothing that's quite good enough for this man. So let me make him a woman. <laughs> you know, it's, like, it's right. like, that's pretty empowering thought. Like, you know. Right. And, and we see also people talk about gender roles and gender norms and mm-hmm. what's more normal, what's a gender What's a woman's role? Right, right. A woman's role is in the kitchen. Actually, it's everyone's role to be in the kitchen. Yeah, everybody yeah. loves to eat, if we're honest. But there are things that are just generally more associated with one gender or the other. Mm-hmm. Like, again, people love to say a woman's role is in the kitchen. There's some people, there's some men in our church who can cook. They can throw yes. down in the kitchen. yes. Love when it's potluck picnics, mm-hmm. <laughs> and yep. they come ready to feed. People are talented differently, yep. right? So it's not just to be like a woman's role is to feed their family. Mm-hmm. Also, people love to associate a man's role to be the sole financial provider, and I'm not mm-hmm. knocking that. But there's some women who they they do financially provide more for their family, right? And you can see different circumstances around that where um, I've seen women who take up that role Mm -hmm. as their husband is on mission for the glory of God and pursues seminary, pursues uh, bivocation and is working a part-time job, but also full-time serving God's ministry and his kingdom work. And so you can see some of those things play out where it's, Actually, there's no one-size-fits-all cookie-cutter situation for anyone. And I think anyone. that's where that biblical wave of feminism, right, the parts of it that are good in the sense of women don't just have to stay home, cook dinner for your family. The man comes home from work, and you're doing everything. Like, the Holy Spirit guides us in those circumstances. In some families, that happens. And if that's what works in your family, that's great. In some families, like you said, the wife works, and the husband maybe stays home, and you know, because that's the season of life they're in. And if it's Holy Spirit-led and y'all prayed about it and agreed on it, then that's not an issue. You know what I right. mean? That's not like we're saying, like you said, a one-size-fits-all. I'm not saying for a man to sit passively and let his wife bear the burden yes. of the household. A man yes. is still supposed to be the head of the household. Right. To lead. Right. But we're saying, like, there are seasons. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not saying that a wife should leave her husband because he has been in a workplace injury and is not being able right. to provide or right. work or do any of that, um, and to abandon him because he's no longer financially the breadwinner of the household, right? right? There's seasons, there's circumstances, there is no Mm one-size-fits-all. We don't know the ins and outs and the details of everyone who listens to the podcast, so we can't just put a blanket statement over that. But like you said, the, the gender, the things that are inherently a little bit more towards one or the other, I mean, I feel like one of those things women just inherently usually are more nurturing. Like it's not right. saying that men can't be. It's just that usually women have that trait more prominently because we are the mothers. Right. You know. And just because women are more nurturing, it doesn't mean that it's on a woman to be the sole person to raise a child. Right. Because it is both genders, both man and mm-hmm. woman, who are called to be parents. Mm-hmm. 
to disciple their children. Mm-hmm. And we see that a lot where it's like, well, it's a woman's role. You mm-hmm. know, and this is this, it's an incorrect view of what God has for mm-hmm. a family. And I do think when we push back on that so much, when we start to take those things that are more inherently feminine and we just say like, oh, I don't, I don't want that. You know, mm-hmm. you almost make it sound like, oh, she's more nurturing. You know, like I have to be a stay at home mom or I have to raise the kids. Like we start to warp that and twist it, which is what mm-hmm. the world does and what sin does and make it something ugly when it's like, no, that's an amazing gift that usually that is more of a trait that's ours and we can own it and lean into it and mm-hmm. embrace it and ask God where we can use it. Cause if you're not a mother, Maybe you use it with somebody else's kids. Maybe you use it with people in the workplace, you know, younger women than you. I mean, there's so mm-hmm. many other ways that that gift can be used that's not just mother, right. you know. Well, and, you know, we we talk about, like, that's a blessing to be yes. nurturing, right? Yes. It's also a blessing to be submissive. Yep. I, I love the fact that I get to submit to my husband because mm-hmm. if we're in a difficult spot, I'm like, this is what I think, but ultimately it's your choice. Yep. You're, you know? the one, you're the one in charge. So you're the yep. one in charge. I don't have to make the final call. But it doesn't mean that he is not called to submit also. Yep. He's called to submit to Christ, exactly. right? And so in a good marriage, in a healthy marriage, a man makes it easy to submit to him. Yeah. And that's another one of those traits that has been warped by saying that word submit. Right. You know, submissive automatically has a negative connotation, but that's not the biblical connotation for it at all. You know? Right. And it's not just women who are called to submit. Mm-hmm. It's both man and woman. Right. And we see that in Ephesians and we see that in Philippians where God calls for a man and a woman both to submit. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important just to throw in there quickly that when a woman is called to submit to a man, she's called to submit to her husband. So if you are her own husband, so if you are in a dating relationship, ladies, you are not called to submit to your boyfriend or your fiance. You're called to submit to Jesus is the only person that you submit to right right now. Because submission is for everyone. Yes. Everyone submits to Jesus. Governing authorities and that and that sort of thing too. But you are not your your boyfriend is not the lead of your relationship at right. that point in time. Not until he is your husband and you two are joined to one. Correct. So we see in Ephesians five, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Christ Jesus, submitting to one or to one another out of reverence for Christ. Mm-hmm. Right. Submitting to one another. To one another. So it it's definitely and now. Not out of selfish ambition, but out of reverence for Christ and what he has done. Right? And then we go on to see wives submit to your own husband as to the Lord. For husbands are the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body, and is himself its savior. Now that the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands in every way. And so we see, right, Mm -hmm. the church is to submit to Christ. So if your husband is a part of the church, he is also submitting. Yes. And we yes. see that very prevalent in scripture. And another scripture too, I think that goes hand in hand with that is first Corinthians 11, 11 through 12. However, woman isn't independent from man and man isn't independent from woman in the Lord. As woman came from man, so also man comes from woman, but everything comes from God. So we might, like you said, we might've been made second and we came, but all other man came from us afterwards, so there would not be any more. Yeah, we so not there's a man along. on earth, he came from a woman. Exactly. But we both come from God, so in the, in the sense of submission with that as well, like nothing comes without God. 
Right. There's nothing that is outside of him and mm-hmm. his creation and what he has deemed for us, right? We see that we are all made in their image. Mm-hmm. Um, we also see in like Philippians 2, let each of you look not only to his own interest, but also to the interest of others. Mm-hmm. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God as a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking on the form of a servant, being born into the likeness of men. So we see that Jesus gives himself yep. into the body of the weakest vessel, yep. a baby. And we see that he didn't count himself, even though he had every right to, mm-hmm. very much was 100% God, fully God. He lowered himself and humbled himself to serve his creation. Yep. And there's no more beautiful thing than that. Yep. Because what kind of king leaves his throne and takes on the flesh of man? Yep. Submits and serves and does miracles and heals. And only in Christianity does God ever pursue people. In all other religions, mm-hmm. man pursues God. Yes, exactly. And so... Really, we're just saying we're all equal, just mm-hmm. purpose differently. Mm-hmm. The only thing that isolates really for me, and maybe I'm, maybe I'm not thinking hard enough, guys. Forgive me. Allergies kicking yeah. my butt yeah. today. Um, it's like giving birth, yes. right? Mm-hmm. When only women can give birth. Hot take right here. Hot take. Hot yeah. take. There are no... Male, Unpopular opinion. No male birth givers. Yes. Sorry, not sorry. No birthing persons. No birthing no. persons. No chest chest feeders. No. That are male. Like because once again, you know, I feel like in this fourth wave of feminism, it's almost like backtracking and reversing because that's what we fought so hard. Feminine, you know, yes. like that is so inherently feminine. We're not. We, no one else can do that. Literally, no no man can give birth to right. man. You know, I mean, literally cannot happen. It cannot happen. Yeah. So we need to instead of pushing and revolting and turning away from having children and raising a family, like we're the only ones that can do it. So mm-hmm. we need. I mean, that's something that we can embrace. And no, that might not be for everybody, but that's part of our gifting as women. You know, right? Part of not part our of, entire not gifting. your entire purpose is not to just breed right. and have babies. <laughs> But. Well, and we see that in the Bible, right? Biblical femininity and God created women to be a good helper for man, mm-hmm. equal yet purpose differently. Um, we naturally have a very transformative role mm-hmm. in in the lives of our husbands and our children, mm-hmm. right? We can take a house and make it a home yes. and we can take a meal or we can take, you know, random things from the pantry and make it a meal. Yeah. Um, we can see all of that happening. And you can take a dirty, grimy office and make it beautiful. I like Jay Rudy Designs did for this office. Just a little plug there. A little, for- plug, <laughs> little plug for the pastor's wife, Julie Rudy, Jay Rudy Designs. Yes, there you go. But we, we can see the transformative power of a feminine touch, mm-hmm. right? We can see that they do studies where you see that if an animal is given, like, starved, yep. and you give them a stuffed animal that looks like their mother mm-hmm. or food, they will pick the mother and continue to starve because they want that nurture. Mm-hmm. That is natural instinct yep. for creation yep. is to want that nurturing. 
Right. And nothing is more nurturing than God. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. He got, I mean, that's like, he gave both parts, he gave parts of himself to men and parts of himself to no, woman. To woman, you know? right? Because he is ultimately perfect. And there's, there's parts that we inhabit separately and that's ultimately why reflect him. And that's why we're different, but equal. Because right. we have both have parts of God that reflect God. And that is not that the provision of God is not any less or more important than the nurturing of woman. You know what I mean? Like nurturing of God. Neither one of right. the comforting is not more important than the providing, you know, than the protection or you know, whatever right. that you people tend to say are more feminine or masculine traits. Because there are aspects of, ultimately there are aspects of God that all, all of his creation yes. should seek out. Yes. Loving kindness. Mm-hmm. patience, long-suffering, there is forgiveness, there's grace, there's mercy. Those th- There are things that we should ultimately seek out. Mm-hmm. And whether you're married or single, yeah. it's important to pursue all of those things mm-hmm. regardless. Of whether- if, if you are single and you're pursuing a, a man to marry, make sure that he is submitting to God. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's such an important thing. Like, make sure, because if you're going to, Submit to him. You need to make sure he's already submitting to God first. Right. Yeah. Because if he's not doing it now. It, yeah. Mm-mm. Not to say he can't do it later. It's going to be just that much harder. That's, and I feel like there's that part of that feminine trait. We want to just fix that man. Make him. We know we can help him and make him better because that's in our hearts. But <laughs> if he's not submitting to God now, please don't say that you're going to fix him and make him do it. Listen, woman. You want to fix man. Yes. Only God can fix man. Amen. Well, sometimes the man who created the man is the one to fix the man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Sometimes you got to go back to the manufacturer. Okay. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. No point in trying to throw duct tape on it. Okay? When there's that manufacturer default, we got to listen. You got to take it back to the dealership. That's basically what we're having to do there. <laughs> So that's all for part one yes. of this Cove Takeover. You guys get four episodes with the Cove. How exciting is that? I know. We started the summer. You waited all summer <laughs> yes. for part three of our takeover. <laughs> yes. And we appreciate you listening in and sticking with us. We've had a crazy summer between us. But in this next episode... We'll talk a little bit more about biblical femininity. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about a little bit of egalitarianism. That's a big word. Yes. We are all called to be theologians, guys. I'm going to challenge that for the women listening. And we'll talk a little bit more of just being present and walking day to day as a biblical woman in a modern world. Thank you for listening. You are loved. (laughs) (laughs) David, you can keep that in if you want. Yeah, yeah, we'll do it. We just need like an outtake of us. Just a little.